we're going to turn our Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30. The scripture comes between uh, a bunch of scriptures that we should look at. But I'm going to start with verse 30. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. God gives the Holy Spirit to birth the nature of Jesus Christ in us. And he marks us by his seal. That means he places a mark upon all those whom God in Christ Jesus has brought to himself. That means he says, you are mine. How do we know? How are we identified as God's people? Is the Holy Spirit that God gives to us. And when he gives to us, it's a seal. It's a seal. That means it's a mark that God places upon us so that when that day comes and God comes and when we meet God we are identified by the seal that God has placed upon us which is the Holy Spirit who conforms us to the image of Jesus as we conform ourselves to the patterns of God to the working of the Holy Spirit we work with him now the Spirit of God says here don't grieve the Spirit of God this Holy Spirit who has been given by God as a seal for you God says don't grieve him don't grieve the Spirit of God what happens? A lot of times people think grieving the Spirit of God is something that is okay and you do something and God gets a little sad and and uh, it's okay. God is a pushover every time you do something. He gets, uh, he gets grieved, he feels sad. Don't make God sad. Don't make God sad. God feels very sad when you do that. Don't make it. And a lot of people don't even care. I'll do what I want to do. If he said, when it's time for me to come and say sorry, if they say sorry to God, they think that everything becomes all right. We have to know the truth so the truth can set us free. I want to take you two few verses up and few verses down this morning as the Holy Spirit wants me to. So let's just go back up to verse 25. Therefore, putting away lying, I really encourage you to read this entire chapter itself. For lack of time, we're just going to see a few verses above and a few verses beneath. But definitely read the entire chapter and meditate on it. It will be a blessing for you. God will show you deeper things as you meditate on the scriptures that God brings to you. When I say deeper things, that means God will take this word deeper into you. Connect it with your life, with your behavior, with things that need to be 
removed, rid of you. What needs to be completely stripped away from you and put off, this kind of thing, God will show you and lead you further in as you take the scriptures that God gives to you during the morning call or evening Bible studies or fasting prayer or Sunday services. So it's important to go back to those scriptures and and meditate on those. So let me just read verse 25 onwards. Therefore, put away lying each one of you, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor. For we are members of one another. What grieves the Holy Spirit? Lying. When you lie, you grieve the Holy Spirit. I'm going to come to the word grieve. What does grieve mean? He feels a little sad? Not really. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. What grieves the Holy Spirit? Anger and wrath. When you lie, you grieve God. When you get angry, you grieve God. What happens at that point? You open the door to the devil. You open the door to the devil. You give place to the devil. When you put on the nature of Satan, which is lying, when you put on the nature of Satan, which is anger, because these are manifestations of uh, demonic nature, you give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer. He's saying, don't give place to the devil. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Because when you give place to the devil, you are grieving the Holy Spirit. You can't have the Holy Spirit and demonic spirit at the same time. So when you do these things, you are giving place to the devil. You're opening the door to the devil. Those who steal, don't steal anymore. Instead of that, work hard. Do what is good. Let him labor working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give to him who has need. You see that? The focus is not on one's own self. He's saying that you may be a blessing. So don't steal. When you steal, you're stealing for yourself. Stealing itself is wrong. But the focus is addressed over here to the motive. The action and the motive. Both are addressed here. So when you steal, when you do things for selfish gain, you are grieving the Holy Spirit. When you have outbursts of anger, rage and wrath, you're grieving the Holy Spirit, you're giving place to the devil, you're opening the door. When you lie, you grieve the Holy Spirit, you give place to the devil. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. What else grieves the Holy Spirit? Corrupt communication. When people curse, when people lie, when people flirt, when people boast about themselves, when people speak selfish things, and when people speak jealous words, when people try to gossip and talk about someone to someone to cause division, 
when people try to put someone down so that they can elevate themselves up, these will bring Satan into their lives. These are open doors. These are open doors. Let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. But what should come instead? What is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers? This is what should come. If corrupt communication comes out of your mouth, you're grieving the Holy Spirit. If you're stealing, you're grieving the Holy Spirit. If you're getting angry, you are grieving the Holy Spirit. If you are lying, you are grieving the Holy Spirit. Now I'm going to jump to verse 31. All bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. If you just look at 31, 31 is more of a summary of the previous three verses, or four verses that we saw before the scripture portion which says, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. He says what not to do and he says what to do. Why is not grieving the Holy Spirit very important? One, you were sealed for the day of the redemption. When the day comes, when the time of fulfillment comes, make sure what is given to you is kept safe. God had me speak on this a few days ago. How conception is a good thing, but carrying to term is very important. People who are not careful, people who don't value the child that is in the womb, will do whatever they want to. And they damage the child. And what happens? Death occurs. God is speaking to her today. Know what you have and be very careful. When you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, there's something that you have to be very careful about. It's a treasure. It's a blessing. Also, it's something that we're accountable for. Now you look at this verse. Having read these scriptures, now you go back to verse 30. And you read it again. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Why? What's the big deal? If you don't have that basic knowledge in the fear of the Lord that He is God Himself. You need to know more on that. What will happen? Because people think that, oh, don't read the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. I'm sealed. So, he's going to feel a little sad and I do whatever I want to do, but I'm sealed. So I will make it. The dangerous part here is when we grieve the Spirit of God, grieve means you really cause such pain to God. That's what grief is. By doing the things that God says in these verses, which, is, which are the works of the flesh, manifestation of Satan's qualities, choosing to 
manifest the carnal nature, which is Satan's nature. We despise the Holy Spirit who is inside of us, and we grieve him. Grieving means causing a lot of agony and pain. And oh, he's a little sad. Well, you don't want to be sad, but it's okay to grieve God Almighty. You get upset when someone bothers you a little bit, or you're bothered by someone a little bit. But by your words and your actions, you grieve the Spirit of God. Grieve is a very deep word, remember. Grieve is a very deep word. By our actions, we deliberately make the choice to hurt God. The very seal that is upon us. That means the very thing that has been placed upon us to protect us, we go against it. And God, speak to our hearts at this hour. When you go against the Holy Spirit who is inside of you, what will happen to you is what we need to see. So let's just turn our Bibles to... I spoke on this before through the Spirit of God, but God is bringing this again, so we're going to look at this scripture as well. Let's go to uh, Isaiah. Let me just go to that scripture. Isaiah. Chapter 63. And I will read from verse Seven onwards. Isaiah chapter 63 from verse 7 onwards. I will mention the loving kindness of the Lord and the praises of the Lord according to all that the Lord has bestowed on us and the great goodness towards the house of Israel which he has bestowed on them according to his mercies, according to the multitude of his loving kindnesses. For he said, Surely these are my people, children who will not lie. So he became their savior. There is a message that the Lord had me give on this. It will be a blessing if you hear this because the Spirit of God is bringing that message before me right now. God trusted his people so much. When you look at God and say, God, have mercy on me. I'll follow you for the rest of my life. Lord, if you'll deliver me from this. Lord, if you'll do this to me. Lord, if you'll answer me. Lord, if you'll do this this one time. I will never do this again. When you say those things to God, God takes it and He trusts you so much. And He trusts you so much. And because He trusts you so much, He answers you. He saves you. He saves you from your predicament. He saves you from your trouble. He saves you from what you're going through. Because He trusts you and He says, You're not lying. You're not lying to me. You'll keep your word. God is trusting you. So He became your Savior. In all the afflictions, He was afflicted. He's talking about the people of Israel, but you can put yourself in this place also. Whatever you went through, He went through with this agony, with this suffering. And the angel of his presence saved them. God saved you so many times. In his love and in his pity, he redeemed them. He redeemed you. And he bore them and carried them all the days of old. 
up until now, God bore you, God carried you. Verse 10, but they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. You see the connection here? With all that the Lord had done, they rebelled against the Holy Spirit. And they grieved him. So, this is what is very important to note. The Holy Spirit that you have received as a seal for your day of redemption, if you turn against him, what will happen? So he turned himself against them as an enemy and he fought against them. When you choose to follow the ways of Satan, you are turning against the living God. When you turn against the living God, guess what? He will turn against you. It's not a good thing. What will happen to that seal? For people who think that, oh, once that seal is given, that seal is always there. No. No. That seal is only for those who are marked as his people who are in that covenant relationship, who keep their covenant with God. But if that is broken, then that seal no longer is valid. It's removed. And the Holy Spirit who did such good things, all of a sudden, they'll say, you have become my enemy. You made yourself my enemy. If you turn against God and make yourself to be his enemy, then it's right for him to look at you as his enemy. Very important. Until the true repentance takes place, the very dangerous place to be in guess what will happen to you at that point all the demons will be all happy they'll say oh the protection that this person had from the Holy Spirit is gone look there's no seal now we can pounce all over this person it's important to not grieve the Holy Spirit it's important not to turn against the Holy Spirit I encourage you to read Isaiah 63 as well very important. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Don't think it's okay to grieve the Holy Spirit. It is very important. Very, very important. Now the scripture I want to take you to is, let me just get that for a minute. Thank you, Father. We'll go to Hebrews chapter 3. Hebrews chapter 3. Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and the high priest of our confession, Jesus Christ. Christ Jesus. I'm going to read this one more time. Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, Consider the Apostle and High Priest of our confession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him who appointed him, as Moses also was faithful in all his house. Very important. Want to be like Jesus. Faithfulness is very important. Moses in the Old Testament was faithful in all his house. Jesus, our prime example here in the New Testament, was faithful to all that was given to him. For this one 
has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who built the house has more honor than the house. For every house is built by someone, but he who built all things is God. And Moses indeed was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which would be spoken afterward. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house we are, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope, firm to the end. Very important verse. We want to underline this or highlight this in your Bible. So I encourage you to do that. Verse 6 is very important. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 6. Jesus Christ, who is the Son of God, He has made us His partakers, and we can continue to be partakers in Him, be part of His body, and benefit from everything if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope. Firm to the very end. I mean, the grip that we have on salvation, on Jesus Christ, when we commit ourselves to Him, that grip has to be there continuously till the very end. Very important. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today if you will hear His voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion in the day of trial, in the wilderness, where your fathers tested me, tried me, and saw my works forty years. Therefore, I was angry with the generation and said, They always go astray in their heart, and they have not known my ways. So I swore in my wrath, They shall not enter my rest. Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily, while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. Very important verse. You can underline, highlight verse 14. Very important. God has given us such privilege, the privilege that even the angels don't have, to be partakers of Jesus Christ himself. It's a high privilege to be part of the body of Jesus Christ. So it's a great sin when we go against that body of Jesus Christ. We have to understand that. It's a big privilege to become part of the body of Jesus Christ. It's a very powerful thing. And I pray that you understand the depths of it. If we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end, just like we read before, then we're going to not only continue to be in Him, but we will continually grow in Him to becoming everything that Christ wants us to become through the working of the Holy Spirit. So He gives this warning over here. While it is said, verse 15, Today, if you will hear His voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. So there is this possibility where the Spirit of God says, that the hardening of the heart takes place in the lives of people who don't have the tight grip. If you don't have the tight grip, if your grip becomes loose, if you become careless in your walk with God Almighty, then what will happen is you will gradually, little by little, 
become hardened in your heart you know how you have this um cholesterol plaque built up in the arteries the calcium deposit it doesn't happen overnight that all your arteries are clogged it happens gradually little by little by little the hardening of the heart of believers also happens that way little by little by little by little and how does it happen the spirit of god clearly says in his word it happens through unbelief unbelief when that faith is tested instead of trusting god people resort to lying when there's a need instead of trusting god they resort to stealing when something goes wrong instead of trusting god they give into fear they go and manipulate their situation talk about someone gossip someone try to push themselves forward get angry at someone all these things happen when when faith uh, becomes absent understand this we are in christ by faith and we'll be out of christ if that faith is gone so faith is very important our walk is faith we live by faith we walk by faith faith is very important so when do you see the manifestations of the behaviors of satan when that faith is not there when the faith is absent and the hardening of hearts comes in gradually when does the casual attitude towards the things of god will come in when the faith goes down when you don't have faith in trusting god when you don't have faith in in the awesomeness of god when you don't have the same faith that you had before in the greatness of god and the power of god and who he is and what he can do for you and what he wants to do in and through you when you lose sight of that glory when you lose sight of that awesomeness that means faith in that is dwindling unbelief is on the rise hardening of the heart takes place god is speaking to our hearts at this hour for who having heard rebelled indeed was it not all who came out of egypt led by moses now with whom was he angry 40 years was it not with those who sinned whose corpses fell in the wilderness and to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest but to those who did not obey so we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief very 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 important that's why the spirit of god says make sure you don't shipwreck your faith very important our faith in christ is very important what we believe and how we believe and how firm our belief is is very important when that faith becomes shaky and you begin to waver and wonder your heart will start to become cold and the hardening of heart will take place and rebellion will begin it will begin to increase god is speaking at this hour we have to be very careful to guard ourselves against this kind of presumptuous sin now god says here with these people all these people who have promised by god to enter into canaan the people because of unbelief they took themselves out of that promise thereby they fell in the wilderness they did not inherit the promised land they died in the wilderness 
they rebelled. They complained. They fought against Moses, the leader that God placed over them to lead them to the promised land. They turned against him and God turned against them. When we don't have faith in God and faith in God's leading, the hardening of heart will take place. When we don't have faith in God and faith in the way God leads, that's when we'll give room to the devil. That's when anger will come, lying will come, pride will come, all kinds of sins will come. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. When God leads a certain way, it is important to follow the leading of God and not resist it. Not try to say, I know a better way. When people say that they know better than the leading of God, when people say that they know better than the leading of God that comes through the, the leaders that God has placed about them who are led by God, they set themselves up for a big fall because they open themselves wide to the demons that are there, out there. They open themselves up to rebellious spirit. And that rebellion will be all over. Hardening of heart, anger, everything will come in. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Unbelief. Not trusting God, not trusting the paths of God, the ways of God, the counsel of God. Is very dangerous. Doing our own thing is very dangerous. That's when we become a grief to God. Grieving God is not a light thing. It's not something that I can do 10 times and 20 times and say, God, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I grieved you. Grief is a very deep word. Remember that. When we grieve God, we turn ourselves against God. We make ourselves as enemies and make Him our enemies. It's very important. And God says over here, Repent. Right away, repent. Thoroughly repent. And make sure you don't grieve the Holy Spirit who is the seal of God that God has given to you. Because if you grieve Him, if you turn against Him, He will turn against you. If you make Him to be your enemy, He will become your enemy. May God help us to understand the seriousness of this and I encourage you to read Hebrews 4 as well. It is important for us to read these scriptures because God's word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We should never, never, never think that these scriptures are simply there. Why will God just insert that one scripture between those few scriptures about and beneath? Why? Because it's connected with what's about and what's beneath. Why will God put this scripture right there in the book of Isaiah? Why? Because that's what actually happened. Grieving the Holy Spirit is not just, okay, I'm just grieving the Holy Spirit and that's it. No. When we grieve the Holy Spirit, we make ourselves His enemy. And when we say, I am choosing to be your enemy, Lord, then He says, okay, if that's the choice that you're making, I'm grieved about it, but if you are my enemy, then I am your enemy. And as we saw in Ephesians, at that point we give place to the devil. Because we partner with the demons. And Satan will be all over you, all over your house, all over your family. All over everything you do. 
wonder why is everything going wrong? Why will it not go wrong? God is speaking to our hearts today. Grieving God, grieving the Spirit of God should be taken very seriously. It should not be allowed in the lives of any believer because it can lead to spiritual death. It's very deadly. God is speaking to our hearts today. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit that you have received as a seal for the day of redemption. Don't play with that seal. Don't play with that seal. Don't think that it's a light thing to play with a seal that God gives. Because it's not a thing. It is a person. God Almighty. For Him to take us and make us partakers of His glory, it's not a light thing. It's a very serious thing. May every believer in our church take their spiritual walk very seriously. May you take, may you take your walk with the Lord, your relationship with God Almighty, and the Holy Spirit that God has graciously given to you very seriously. And whatever you utter with your mouth before God, make sure you take it very seriously. Don't take it lightly. We don't want to be a fool before God. We don't want to be a fool before Satan either. God is there to help us. But it's important we don't run into the arms of the devil by doing whatever the devil says. And then say, Sorry, Lord. I was there standing with him. And I was doing everything I can to cause damage to the kingdom of God. Uh, now I'm beat up. Forgive me, Lord. Okay. God is very gracious. He forgives. But it's not a light thing. Grieving God again and again and again is a very dangerous thing because the more it happens, we are setting ourselves up for a dangerous fall, a very dangerous fall. We have to be very careful. Very careful. God never places these scriptures in His Word for nothing. It is because He loves us. He says, Be careful. Be careful. Don't let your heart be hardened by giving place to the devil, by giving room to unbelief, by giving room to anger, by giving room to immorality, by giving room to lying, by giving room to stealing, by giving room to exaggeration equals lying, by giving room to false information equals lying. By giving room to vengeance. By giving room to flirting. By giving room to boastful speech. By giving room to behaving, acting just like the world. Don't invite the spirit of the world into your life. Don't become partakers of anything that is of Satan. God is speaking to our hearts today, this morning. Give yourselves over to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm not going to grieve you anymore. Help me, Jesus, to be wise. Help me to be wise. Slow down. If you want to really live a successful Christian life, slow down. When you feel Satan is using somebody to provoke you, slow down. Close your mouth. 
slow down. It is better to look like a fool in front of man than to look like a fool before God and Satan. For Satan, after that, will be all over you. Slow down. The Bible says, be slow to speak, slow to wrath, quick to listen. No matter who says what, take it to the presence of the Lord and go before God and say, Lord, where did I go wrong? Instead of trying to look at the other person and say, you did everything wrong. Go to God and ask the Lord, Lord, where did I go wrong? How can I fix this? And how can I get better? And how can I be Jesus in my life, in my family, in my workplace? Ask the Lord. Ask the Lord. When you slow down, you will avoid many snares. When you slow down, when you close your mouth, you will avoid many traps of the enemy. Any temptation that Satan tries to bring to trap you, know that you have the Spirit of God. Take every feeling, take every desire, take every invitation, take every thought and put it against the Word of God and see. Is this from God? Will this benefit my soul? Will Jesus think like this? Will Jesus go here? Will Jesus come with me? The Holy Spirit is inside of me. Will He partake of these things that I'm about to partake of? God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Ask yourself those questions. And you will protect yourself from a lot of trouble. Don't be hasty. Don't be hasty in any decision making. Don't be hasty in doing anything. It's better to lose time. It's better to look like a lazy person. It's better to sit back and not do anything. If you're not sure whether you're doing the will of God or not. It's better to sit back until we hear from God. Slow down. Slow down. God is speaking this morning. Slow down. Slow down in your responses. Slow down. Slow down. Slow down. When you feel impulsive, slow down. Stop. Pause. Take it to God. Pray. Wait. Let some time go. Be in the presence of God. When the Lord says, move, then move. You will avoid a lot of trouble. Escape a lot of snare. You will overcome the enemy easily. When you handle everything through Christ, in the presence of God, by receiving His strength, by submitting yourself to God, and by resisting the devil. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. The seal that God has placed upon you so that you can be redeemed. Shall we pray? Father, thank you, Lord, for this morning hour. I thank you for this word that you gave from heaven to your people. Lord, you know what your people need and you speak when you want to speak so that your people can be strengthened and the direction that they need to go may be clear for them. 
the strength that they need to receive from you be given to them. The understanding that they need in order to live an overcoming life may be received by them. I thank you, Father, for what you gave this morning. I pray that you will bless your people. Cause them, Lord, to increase in the understanding of the Most High God. Cause them, Lord, to grow in revelation. Cause them, Lord, to grow in their walk with you. Cause them, Lord, to be wise so that they can be on God's side and not be on the other side against God. Lord, I pray that the love of God be understood by them even more. That they may become a grief to Satan and not a grief to God. Lord, that they may not resist the leading of the Holy Spirit like the children of Israel did. But they may yield to the leading of the Holy Spirit and be blessed always. So bless your people, Father. I thank you for doing this. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen.